Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. And today we are going to be talking about our flaws and how we can actually own the flaws that we have. So there's three questions I want for you to think about as we talk through some of these topics. Number one, do you know your areas of opportunity for improvement? Number two, are you aware of how these areas for improvement impact your team? And number three, are you currently working on improving these areas within your leadership? So if you want to pause and kind of reflect on those, feel free to do so. And then we will jump right on into the next episode of Level the Field Leadership. Hello, everyone. So like I said before, today's episode is all about owning your flaws. And for those of you who don't know, my name is Dr. Rachel Gallardo, and I'm the host of this lovely podcast. And I'm so thankful that you guys have taken some time out of your day, a couple of heartbeats out of your life to listen to me for the next few minutes. I really do believe that um, this podcast can really help you level the field of challenges that you encounter in the work environment by giving you the tools necessary to correct any issues or, or at least have those tools ready to go should you have to encounter those items. Um, I believe that workplace burnout is very real and anything that we can do to reduce burnout and fatigue in our leadership roles will ultimately have a positive impact on our team. Normally, I do try to post an episode on the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month, but as you can probably tell, um, I have a little bit of a sinus issue going on. So I didn't want to not publish the second episode of the month, so I'm just going to go for it. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, if this is not your first, first episode, you must enjoy the content. And so be sure to subscribe and comment on the episode. Let me know what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, and your comments help let other people know that this is an actual thing and it's not just a fluke so they can tune in on a regular basis. Um, I do have a book that's coming out and I'm working with a publisher and an editor and hopefully all of this information will kind of be packaged in the fall. And thank you just so much for everybody that supported and encouraged me. And when it's released, I'll be sure to let everyone know. But for day, today, I want to focus on just a smaller aspect of leadership that many times is, is overlooked, but I think is an important component about who makes us, um, you know, what makes us who we are, but also helps really define us as leaders as far as what changes we're willing to make for ourselves. And so I do like to base all of our episodes on scripture. And today's scripture is based on Matthew 7, 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Oof. I mean, how easy is it to take a look and see what is wrong with everybody else? But it's like, oh no, let, let's not look at me. Let, let's not direct any of that at me. And we all know that we have our own issues, but it's so easy for us to criticize other people. So let's talk about how we can own some of these flaws. Let's Let's talk about getting this speck of sawdust out of our eye so that way we can be better leaders for, for the people that we are supposed to be leading, right? So I, I will fully acknowledge that it is very, very hard to take an honest moment, moment for self-reflection to see where our areas of opportunity are. Um, I don't like to call them weaknesses. So let me just go ahead and say that. I don't like the word weaknesses because weaknesses assumes that this is just how it is and there's it's never gonna change. It's never gonna get any better. And I, I just simply, I can't wrap my head around that, right? Because I believe that if I want to get better at something, if I work at it and I'm conscious of it and I put in the effort, there is going to be some sort of progress. Like it's not going to be, it may not be like tremendous, overwhelming progress, but progress is progress. And we shouldn't negate that just because it's not as big as what we think it should be or what other people think it should be. Um, I may not be able to do gymnastics like Simone Biles, but 
think if I practice enough, my cartwheel will look pretty stellar, right? So progress is progress, and we shouldn't we shouldn't um, just dismiss that so easily. Um, but seriously, when was the last time you took a long, hard look at your abilities? And when was the last time that you really took time for yourself in a quiet area? Maybe you're driving, or you know, you blocked out some time on your calendar, or you know, you're going for a walk, or whatever the case might be, and you're really doing some introspection. Um, maybe you do it in form of meditation, or maybe you're just journaling about different areas in your life. And as you're doing these things, you're like, oh, yeah, I really need to kind of work on that. Um, but, you know, too many times as leaders, it's it's really easy for us to blame external forces when something doesn't go our way. Oh, the market says blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, that customer is typically yada, yada, yada. Well, none of my employees want to blah, blah, blah. Well, how come the other department didn't bother to blah, blah, blah? And the list can go on and on and on. And we have to remember, it's very easy to make excuses. It's not easy to own areas that maybe we could have done differently. So that way we're not currently in the situation that we're in. So do you know your areas of opportunity for improvement? Some people legitimately don't know. And I know that there's somebody out there that you like you really and truly don't know. You know that you're doing a lot of things, but you're not really sure what's really strong in your life and what needs to be improved in your life. Um, but I can promise you, if you ask this information from the people around you, man, people are very willing to give their opinion. So <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing this. Um, if it's somebody that you trust in the work environment or you've had a professional relationship with in the past and you still stay in contact with, then just have an outright conversation with them. Say, look, I know that there's areas that I need to improve upon. What areas do you see that I can do better, that I can do different, that I can do more efficiently, more effectively? And go into those conversations with an open heart. Um, and when you have those, that dialogue with somebody, like I said, it's got to be from people that you know, have your best interest at heart. You may not necessarily want to ask that question out of everybody that you work with, because some people can just be downright hateful. But if it's somebody that you trust that you've had a strong working relationship with for a while, then they may actually give you solid advice. And whenever they're telling you this information, don't take it as a personal attack. I think that's part of the reason why some people don't want to own their, their areas of improvement, because they don't know how to separate that behavior from the person. And that's the worst possible thing. So you might be a terrible listener, but that doesn't make you a bad person, right? So if somebody says, you know, Rachel, you really need to work on your listening skills. I can know that I'm still a good person. I just need to learn how to keep my mouth shut, right? And that's that's doable, you know, if I'm willing to actually put in the work to do those things. Um, another way that you can collect information from the people around you is to complete what's called a 360 feedback assessment. So basically, a 360 feedback assessment is where your supervisor does an evaluation on you, uh, your peers do an evaluation on you, and then the people that report to you also do an evaluation on you. Everybody does the same evaluation, and you also complete that same evaluation. And then somebody that you trust basically collects all of that data from all of those other people and compares it to what you say about yourself. You'll be amazed at how many discrepancies there really are. People think that they're really great in the in your interpersonal skills and they think that they're really patient and then they get their results. And it's like, oh, that's one of the areas that I'm lacking the most. OK, um, and let people know what it is and let people know why you're giving it to them and let them know what the purpose of it is going to be. 
You should never use these maliciously. If that is at all in your heart, then don't even go down this road. But it can be really, really beneficial to have all of that information. So that way you can see how you are honestly being seen from those that have to work with you immediately. Um, and if you're still not quite shy, maybe you're not as forthcoming about, you know, maybe you don't want to have a conversation with somebody and you're not really sure about the 360 thing, then take a look at your annual evaluations over the last couple of years. If you work for an organization that really truly does thorough evaluations, look at these items. Um, you'll see that there is usually a trend. You'll see that there are comments that are made um, from people that have completed the evaluation on you, different pieces of, of information and advice that they've given you. And that can kind of help you start to piece together areas that you can look at for improvement. Um, and so that that's really step one, right? And then step two, after you've kind of taken a moment to try to get, get all of this information together, then I wanna challenge you to see how these areas of improvement that you need to work on, how they impact your team. Because I can promise you, if you're a leader, like I know that you are, and you have a heart for wanting to, to be there and to, to, to support your team in the manner that I know you want to, once you realize how your areas of opportunity are negatively impacting the people around you, you're going to want to make the change. And that, I have no doubt, will be the motivation that you need to kind of kickstart the changes that you need to implement to get you where you want to go. So in my office, I do have a frame quote that I absolutely love, and it says, be the leader that you would follow. Um, so shout out to my friend Aisha for giving that to me because I absolutely love it. Um, but what it means is if you had to follow you, if you had to report to you, would you want to do so? What are the things about your leadership style that if you had to report to you would absolutely drive you nuts? So it's it's hard to take a step back and shift our perspective. And I realize you can't help everybody and you can't accommodate what everyone wants. I'm not asking for you anybody to do that. People pleasing is never the way to go. Like that, that should never be your goal as a leader. But when you take a step back and you see the impact that your behavior, your words, your thoughts, your emotions have on the financial, the operational, the functional impacts on your team, I can promise you, you're gonna have a better understanding of how you should modify and how you should shift your leadership style better to support them. You're gonna see how you are getting in the way of being the leader that your team needs. And, and most leaders don't want to be that person, okay? But they're not aware of the impact that they're having and how they're getting in the way of their team. And that that can really be the catalyst of, okay, I need to do something differently. So, you know, step one, you've you've collected your data, you know the areas that you need to work on. Step two, you've taken some time to think about, okay, I have this issue going on, and this is how it's negatively impacting um, my team. So now, how are you going to take the steps necessary to improve in these areas? And I think this is the, the place where people get the most hung up. So they know what their areas of improvement are. They know how they get in the way of their team. But then it's like, okay, how do I take that first terrifying step in a different direction to be something different? Well, let me just say that true leaders are constantly looking at ways that they can get better. They want to look at ways that they can improve, whether that's, um, you know, those interpersonal skills, it's time management, maybe it's efficiency, maybe it's, maybe it's public speaking, maybe you have a terrifying, um, you know, a fear of that part of it. Um, and ultimately, whenever you stop learning, you stop improving as, as a leader. So I, I say it over and over again, I usually say it at the conclusion of every episode, 
that leadership is a journey and it is, and it should be a journey of growth and development constantly. You should not be the same leader today that you were six months ago. You should be a different leader because you're an improved leader, you're an informed leader, and you're moving you and your team in the right direction. And quite frankly, if it doesn't challenge you, then it's not gonna change you. So look for ways to challenge yourself because if you are changing, your team is going to change as well. So here's three things I want for you to think about for whenever you're starting to work on these different areas that you can improve your leadership style. Item number one, please start small. <laughs> Do not try to tackle this huge dynamic competency in your life. Don't try to tackle it all at once. You are setting yourself up for failure. It's, it's no different than if somebody, let's say they want to lose 50 pounds. They're going to do it. The healthy way to do it is to lose, you know, a half pound or a pound a week at a time. And by the end of nearly a year, ta-da, you've lost 50 pounds. Yeah. The same thing is true when we're looking to change our behavior. So we're having to really impact those neural channels that are in our brain that have solidified themselves because of however old we are. And little by little, we've got to get our neurons firing just a little bit differently. So that way our thought process and therefore our behavior is different too. So how can you divide up these, this change that you're wanting to make? How can you make small goals each day and focusing on the really big goal? So let me go back to that example of being a better listener. Maybe you start off just by simply not interrupting your spouse whenever you're sitting at the dinner table. So this doesn't even need to necessarily be something that you only implement at work because if we have really strong competencies in our leadership, then a lot of those companies will transfer over into our personal relationships too. So let's talk about being a better listener. Maybe just don't interrupt your spouse when they're telling a story. Or maybe you intentionally don't interrupt your friend. Or maybe you make it a point to ask you know, three questions about the other person before you talk about yourself or before you offer up your opinion. Because whenever you're ask, asking people questions or clarifying questions, then you let them know that you're paying attention to them. And that's gonna make you be a better leader because you're clarifying you're really and truly wanting to understand what's going on. So maybe we just get through a week's worth of meals where we don't interrupt our spouse or we don't interrupt our friend whenever we go and get coffee with them, you know, on throughout the day at work. And then after a couple of weeks of that, after that becomes a lot easier, then maybe we try to do it for three people in a week. And then whenever that goal is easy, then we move it up to five people in a week. And little by little, slowly and surely over time, you will eventually become known as a leader, as a person that is a great listener. And in fact, you could put that as, as kind of a goal that you want to, like you will know that you have arrived when somebody says, man, Rachel, you are such a good listener. That's how you know that you have strengthened that area in your leadership and that you've actually made changes that are making you better as a leader, but then also making your team better as well. Okay, so that's item number one, start small and then build on your accomplishments. Item number two, be consistent. So when you set these goals of, okay, tonight at dinner, I am not going to interrupt my spouse whenever they're talking about their day. Make sure that you hold to that. It can be, you know, something that you do for 10 minutes a day, maybe it's 30 minutes a week, whatever your schedule allows for, but make it non-negotiable, make it non-reschedulable. You know, it's better to spend 30 minutes of focused time each and every week working on sharpening your leadership skills than to not focus on it at all. Okay, you need to go all in like your life dependent on it. You're putting all of the chips in the middle of the table. We've got our life saving savings riding on red 
and there is no turning back because the reason why is if you waver once, you're going to waver again. And then every time that you waver, every time you don't follow through on that goal, that commitment, it gets easier and easier and easier. And before you know it, it's 2024 and you have not done anything to improve in this area of your life. Consistency is key to tackling these troubling areas. Okay. So number one, start small. Number two, be consistent. And number three, be patient. I mean, my goodness, you didn't develop this aspect of your leadership style like overnight, right? Like it took some time and depending upon how old you are, again, those neural channels, we can talk all day long about crystallized and fluid intelligence. If you want to learn, learn a little bit more about that, I'll be happy to talk to you about that. But, you know, especially when we get into our older ages, we kind of get into our habits, we get into our routines, we get into, um, you know, more secure in who we are and why, why, why should I have to change? I've gotten this far. But again, leadership is a journey and we should always be growing. We should all be, always be changing. And gradual progress is better because you're building a foundation over time. So we've got to learn to be patient, not only just with other people in general, be patient with the lady in the, in the grocery store line that's taking forever to check out and she's got two items and you know, you're just, you know, you're ready to scream. It's not what I'm talking about. We need to learn to be patient with ourselves. Okay. Little by little, you learn to be a better listener. You learn to have better interpersonal skills. You learn to be a better networker. You learn to, you learn these different areas that you're trying to improve upon. You build a more solid foundation and that will not be easily overturned. Okay. So bottom line, we all have areas that we can improve upon, but I really believe that only the bravest people are actually willing to take the hard steps necessary to change these areas of their life. And it, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard to start small. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to be patient, but I have things that I know that I'm working on in my leadership and I'm going to follow each and every one of those items. I'm going to do small goals a little at a time. I'm going to be consistent and I'm also going to be patient with myself because I know eventually it's going to work out. So I really hope that this episode has inspired you to work on some things in your own life as well. And just know that I believe in you and you just, you got to believe in yourself because if we don't grow, then what are we doing? Anyways, if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button to receive new content. Um, again, you can find this, this podcast on Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon. Share it with somebody else in your circle who wants to improve in their leadership. Um, also, feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'll put that information in the show notes so you can just click on it and boom, there I am. I do try to post positive and consistent content related to leadership that you can add to your tool belt and use anytime that you might need it. So remember, you are made to be a leader right where you are, wherever you're leading. Um, and hopefully this podcast can help you level the field of challenges you face while you walk the journey of leadership. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 100% do this. And until next time.